This is the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. We have your back with everything from games, lessons, and coaching. YouthworkerCollective.com Welcome to the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. I am Jeremy Steele, and I'm here with some fantastic youth workers uh, that are going to dig into a really interesting and, you know, kind of weird, awkward at time issues. Uh, before we get there, uh, let's just go around, introduce yourself. If you would tell us uh, who you are, where you are serving. Uh, we'll start with you, Meredith. Um, I'm Meredith Garreau, and I'm Director of Youth, Adult, and Family Ministries at First United Methodist Church in Champaign, Illinois. And Mike? Mike Ratliff. I lead Young People's Ministries for Discipleship Ministries. And Rory? I'm Rory Francis Blakeney. I'm the Regional Staff Person for Young People's Ministry with Responsibility for the Southeast. Awesome. So I, I can tell you, like, my... <laughs> My life politically over the last like two years has gotten it just I feel like the people in my world, whichever side of the political spectrum they are on, are just it's a lot more heated. And I I don't there's 20,000 reasons you could give for that. But but it's difficult when you are trying to minister to that kind of diverse population, especially if if you find yourself in situations where there are people uh, with sort of the opposing political view from you th- that may be, you know, more or less passionate than you or that. And so I-, I guess kind of to start off this discussion, when you're walking into that room, maybe it's your whole church, maybe it's just a smaller group within your church. How do you deal with that? Uh, where do you start with that issue kind of when you find yourself in a place where your politics are different than the most of the people in, in your church or in the group that you're walking into? So, so I found it to be helpful to listen and particularly listen for places of commonality where we can build mutual respect. Mm-hmm. And once you build that mutual respect and build that relationship, it's a little more uh, easier to be able to jump in and talk about differences and talk about why those differences exist and really try to hear the other person's perspective, although nobody's opinion may change. But right. just to build that respect and that mutuality, and you know, to say, although we may disagree on these few things, these are the things that really hold us together, mm-hmm. and this is a way forward. Right, Meredith, wh- where do you where do you start with that? So I'm actually probably not the best person to talk on it because <laughs> <laughs> because um, maybe just I always have had the impression my church is pretty much like fifty fifty either way, or right. maybe it's a more of like a silent majority that don't have my views. But one thing that I think is really interesting is that adults and parents typically like we have filters, like we don't talk about politics, like, right. you know, just go up to someone like, Hey, what do you think about this? Out of nowhere, <laughs> right. friend, you know, but youth don't have that. <laughs> yeah. They don't like, sometimes they do, but they don't always have those filters. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because with middle and high school students looking at where they get their views, like whether it's agreeing with you or disagreeing, right. So, you know, and maybe that's researching on their own. Maybe it's their life experience. Maybe it's their parents, like what mm-hmm. their views are. Mm-hmm. But I always thought it was interesting or always think it's interesting because whether or not a kid agrees with me, I have had kids bring up politics. Right. And I always feel like that kind of lends itself to 
whether or not I agree with them, interesting discussions, like, okay, well, mm -hmm. why, why do you think that? Like, okay, well, explain mm -hmm. that further to me. Like, how did you get to that opinion? And it's, for me, I'm never like going at it like, well, I want to change them to have a, be a clone of my views. Right. But it's just, I feel like that's really interesting, mm -hmm. like hearing why kids think the way that they do. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you'll think differently, maybe they will, but right. that's like most of my experience. <laughs> right. So when the, the student brings it up, do you reveal your own kind of viewpoint or do you stay as sort of a, an outsider and in, in guide discussion? Which, where do you go with that? To be honest, it kind of depends. Lots of times I just try to, no matter what, play devil's advocate. Right. Like, okay, well, you're saying this. Why do you, what made you think that? But that being said, like, I never, like, come out to my kids and been like, this is, you know, who I vote for and right. <laughs> et cetera. Right. I've never said that. But I have, like, if something is hard for a kid, like, and they've kind of connected this might sound odd, but like connected something about their political opinion to their faith, mm -hmm. then maybe we'll talk about it a little more like, well, this is how I think about that personally, right. but it's never like a, you know, you should believe that because I do. <laughs> right. But, but, you know, so it kind of depends. It depends on what kid I'm talking to, I guess. Mike, what about you? Well, you know, I went from one church position where I was considered the bleeding heart liberal. I think the music director and I were the only two people who might not have been Republican on the staff there. <laughs> and that was an interesting time. I went to a church that all of a sudden I was the conservative. And, um, <laughs> and it, was, it was kind of jarring. <laughs> but, it, you know, in terms of how those interactions worked for me in those different situations, I think it really kind of boils down to what Rory talked about earlier. It's about relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, to this day, I have some wonderful friends in both of those churches who um, are totally wrong politically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked with a senior minister one time who said, you know, this is what I think, and you don't have to agree with me. It's okay if you want to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in those situations, most times we were able to um, to hear each other and, and even kind of poke at each other and, mm -hmm. and have some fun with that. But I've also been in situations where it was obvious that because I didn't have a relationship or because because a belief or an opinion was so strongly held by a person that that I knew I needed to just honor them as a person yeah. and and just steer clear really of the politi the politics and you know I hope I hope my politics are an expression of my faith mm -hmm. and that is something that I've talked to youth and young adults about and and sometimes called them out in terms of is um, is this political statement in sync with how do, how does that connect to what you say you really believe and and about the way you're trying to live as a Christian and mm -hmm. so I think I think that's that we do have the calling to be the prophet which is yeah. to um, speak out in the places where people need to hear that. I think <laughs> if we do that within places where we have relationships, we're a lot more successful yeah 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm the same way as far as it depends on where I am. I am either the most liberal or the most conservative person in the room. I don't often find myself in a room that is the exact same as me. <laughs> Unfortunately, maybe one day that's going to happen. But um, it's, it's, when we have lunch together, that's, that's right. It's like it's like no, this is precious few number of people. Um, and so, but the thing that I always try to do, and this is like a bigger idea, I guess, that's just kind of tied into this. And I, for me, I've kind of accepted that I have a role kind of in our culture and that's bigger than me personally. I'm kind of filling a role of a pastor. And so that gives me permission to speak into a whole lot of different things, but it also requires me at times to not speak or speak in a different way um, than maybe I would with my, my personal friends or my family members. And so that's where, you know, I feel like my role as like the spiritual, a spiritual guide or mentor uh, just means that if I'm addressing an issue, it, it, I, I, one, one of the things that I will say to uh, students and youth workers is there is no kind of American political issue that we get to say God is X or God is why, you know, like there was a church that had a sign outside of it that, that said like, God is pro-life, right? Well, pro-life is a American political position. Yeah. And whether or not you think theologically what that group categorizes as pro-life or pro-choice lines up theologically with what you believe about God, that's separate. And so what I try to do is say, okay, let's talk about, let's not talk about the policy issue. That's uh, the realm of politics and not the realm of spirituality. Let's talk about the, the faith that underlies it. I think that's kind of what you were getting at, Mike. And, and I try to keep my discussion in the realm of faith as much as possible and out of the realm of um, politics. But yet at the same time, you know, I realized that like you have Dietrich Bonhoeffer and that was an important thing. I just think that there's much fewer times that you need Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I do think what you're saying can apply in terms of people who work with youth and young adults in terms of our social media presence. Yeah. Um, because we do have maybe those youth, young adults, uh, leaders of our church, family members. Um, and so thinking about what we say in relation to our role, I think is, is important there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a place where I know I've seen some things just kind of explode. And, and that does real damage to important relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's the thing is that my question is um, is what I'm what I'm saying or doing either online or in person. Uh, the reality is, I could really burn bridges and lose permission to speak into people's lives. And so the question is: is what I'm saying, if I'm saying something kind of overtly political, is it worth that? It might be, but. 
it, you know, it just it's important to kind of consider the the actual cost in in terms of your ministry, yeah. right? I think there's even the question: Are there times when it's more important to be loving than to be right? Yeah, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, um, or or from your framework in terms of being right. Right. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Something really well, well, and I think a big part of it, particularly with social media, I've discovered that sometimes it's more uh, important to pick up the phone mm-hmm. or engage someone in a face-to-face live conversation rather than responding in a social media setting because uh, that can become explosive. Uh, but when you pick up the phone or when you invite somebody out for coffee and there's a face-to-face opportunity, I think both people have a better opportunity to deeply hear one another. Mm-hmm. And I think when we mm-hmm. deeply hear one another, although we may disagree, uh, we can still find some mutuality and some respect and love among one another. But I think that's one of the challenges of current society. We're so disengaged. Yeah, and we're so disconnected from one another that we just hear so much of the world of sound bites, right? Uh, rather than hearing a full story and hearing a person's journey and how that has shaped their faith perspective. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it's such a tricky, uh, a tricky thing because you've got you know your leadership, you've got uh, parents of the students in your group, you've got the students, and then you've got all these other people. It's just, it, I, I think you're right, Roy. It's so complicated that, you know, online, you just, you don't, you can't address the nuance that you need to the way you can in person or, or, or even just over the phone. All right. Well, guys, that, that's, I think that's, it's a messy thing, but I think acknowledging the mess and and looking at it the way that we have is is really where you have to start. And and I think what I heard from everybody in one way or another was just caution, right? You know, don't try not to be reactive. Try not, you know, like be careful, think, be thoughtful, um, and keep the the kind of spiritual health of the students in mind the whole time. So I, I want to thank you all for being uh, on the podcast. Uh, and, and for everybody who's listening, thank you so much. Uh, we are, the reality is doing youth ministry can be lonely and uh, and we want don't want you to feel like you're kind of out there by yourself uh, when you when you sit down uh, and get online to work. We want you to feel like somebody's got your back, and so that's why we're doing all this. You can find all everything from games and coaching and and small group stuff uh, on our website at youthworkercollective.com and more podcasts like this one at youthworkercollective.com/podcast.